Another Kings of the Heart with your man Tyreek Omari Walton and my brother, the one and the only Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, how you doing, sir? How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. It's good to see you as always. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. After all the technical difficulties we've been having over the past weeks, I'm glad we're here vibing. Man, we we had to. We got to push through. It's for the people. So it it was going to happen. You know, however we needed to do it. We we here for y'all. We are here for the people. This Honestly. is all about the people. Kings of the Heart. Just so that you know a little bit more about what the what 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 is Kings of the Heart. For those people who don't know what we are, what are we, Dr. John? Well, Kings of the Heart are two marriage and family therapists, African American men who uh bonded together over the years through their love and passion for wanting to um alleviate a lot of relationship strains and to promote healthy relationships and our our both our personal and professional relationship uh, are based off of that and so we are using our experience our 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 knowledge our skills as uh clinicians to really serve the people and really be there for the people we want to see happy relationships we want to see healthy relationships that's what we live for right man we we live for those happy and healthy relationships 100%, 100%, brother. And that's 100%. why right now we are in the middle of doing a series on healthy relationships, what it actually takes to build and maintain a healthy relationship. And so on the last show, we talked about trust and support and what that looks like. But today yep. we're going to take it in a slightly different direction, still taps on some of the same points. But more than anything, it gets to the core of how are you being vulnerable and how are you being um, revealing with what's going on with you? How are you being transparent? You know, and, and are you being held accountable? So today we're going to talk about honesty and responsibility as it relates to having a healthy relationship. So let's start off with honesty. Dr. John, come on. Are people honest all the time? No. <laughs> and, and why is that? Why, why is that a lot of us feel the need to not be honest with our mates? Well, the first thing that I always bring up with my couples is always fear. Mm-hmm. I always ask them, like, what, what underneath is making you afraid to speak up? Right. To speak your mind or to say what it is you do want for dinner or to let your partner know, hey, I don't really like that shirt that you have on. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, yeah. it's always fear. It, I mean, at least for me, I don't know how you feel, brother, but it's usually fear. It's even the same thing with kids. Parents always ask, well, why does my kid keep lying? Well, I mean, outside of like learned behaviors, you know, through socialization, it's usually fear. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, that that's just the first thing that came to mind. But fear of what? What are they being fearful of? I mean, it's always it sounds cliche, folks, but it's always the fear of the reaction. And uh, trust me, it sounds very cliche, but mm-hmm. you'd be really surprised if you really think about the last time you um, fibbed or told a lie or you weren't honest with yourself or your partner. It's usually because you were afraid of what was going to happen. Right. All of the reaction. Yep. The accountability of it. Yeah. The account- you're going to be held accountable for what you say and what you do. And so if you're going to be honest with someone about something, recognize that whatever it is that you did, you're going to be held accountable for. So sometimes it's a little bit easier. It feels easier 
to go ahead and just lie about it, just straight up lie about it, because yep, you don't true. have to worry about the consequences and you don't have to worry about being held accountable for them. Yeah. So we're just going to yeah. hold back. Yeah, but, that's true. But how can you maintain a healthy relationship with somebody if you feel like you have to lie all the time? Yeah, that doesn't sound like a healthy relationship to me. You got, doesn't sound lying, like someone to me either. Look, if you're lying all the time, I mean, at least be honest with yourself that that is what's going on. Right. Or if you're on the receiving end of it, at least admit to yourself that that's what's happening. Because, folks, right. that is not a sign of a healthy relationship. Not at all. Not one bit. Not no, one bit. No, no. I, I always worry about, like, the function. Like, what's the word, brother? Is, is it, it's like. I mean, I want to quote Charlie Murphy. It's like, you know, habitual, you know, like there's habitual line, there's pathological line. <laughs> I mean, there's habitual line stepping. Habitual line stepping, right. You know, um, which, no, which, it, is it, a, which is a line, a boundary. It, it, is, has, to be, it, it is. has to be a boundary for you. It is. And then and then I think that was the word as I was kind of going through habitual. It's pathological. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, there would be no sense of security and safety and trust if you're in a relationship where someone's constantly lying. Right. Right. How can you have a trust? How can you build trust? Which we already stated is essential to having a healthy relationship. Yep. How can you build trust if you're constantly lying? And even worse than that, constantly getting caught at lying, which means, oh, you're, yeah. which means you're probably not that good at it. You're not <laughs> you're really not good at it. it. So why keep doing it? It's like those guys who keep into the jail. Okay, so you're a criminal, right? This is your job. This is your full-time job, right? You're a criminal, but you keep ending up in jail, which means you're probably not really good at it. You probably want to find another you know, means of employment. So if you're a liar and you keep getting caught at lying, eh, you probably want to figure out another way to go about doing it or stop doing the stuff that keeps getting you in a place where you have to lie about it. No, that's a good point, too. I think your last point is well said because I think people need to think about, well, what is it or what are the circumstances in which I'm lying and try to remove yourself from that? Right. Because that that may be uh, that may be contextual. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you brought up speaks to what are the what are the context clues accused as to like why you're lying right you know like i don't i don't get it either and and i think for our listeners i think it's easy for anyone to sit back and be like yeah yeah i wouldn't be with a liar or i wouldn't be with someone who's constantly lying but let's also be honest too folks uh, you know when you're in a relationship it's completely nuanced right mm-hmm. you got feelings involved some people put in time right but what do you think brother Rick? i think lying actually drains the relationship over time oh it does it does because it's hard to maintain it's hard to maintain Think about how many people have like second families, right? You have yeah, second families. And yeah. so you're lying constantly where you're going, what you're doing, what you're spending your money on. That's exhausting. You're going to yeah. get caught. You know, you're going to get caught. Feelings are going to get hurt. And you just can't maintain that long term. Now, you may maintain having separate families, but think about the stress that you're under doing that. Now, that's an extreme case. But think about the, the the kind of stress that you're under all the time and the kind of stress that your relationship is under. Yeah. And if you're constantly doing that, you know, your, your mate knows. They're not crazy. They're not dumb. They know what's going on. And that's going to take away from the health of your own relationship. You know, so it, it's just not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So why start? Why start? Hey, look, it, if you're going to be out there running around, look, it, you just got to be honest with it sometimes. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Take it or leave it. If they decide to leave it, okay, cool. cool. Right. Yeah, (laughs) I I agree. Um, I think, like, to your point, like, the lying really – I think I told one couple recently, I said, you know, lies just kills the spirit of the relationship. Right. Like, it really does. And to your point, it is draining. Um, And, and, 
And and you know what? I, I respect your point, Brother Rick, because I've even told people as well, I think it's important for you to own it. If you want to mess around, to. just tell your partner, like, look, I can't just have one dessert. I mm. need multiple desserts right. and then own it. And you brought up a good point. The person you give the person the ability to make a decision on whether to stay or to uh, leave. But by lying, you're you're being very narcissistic. You're being very selfish. Yep. And that's what lies also come off too, right? Like yeah. they're very selfish. selfish. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, when you have to lie about something, you're not really taking you. Well, people play like they're taking the other person into consideration. Like I lied to keep from hurting their feelings. Sure. Right. I mean, even think give me give me your thoughts on that one. I lie to keep from hurting my mate's feelings. What, what's what's that in your mind? How does that play off in your mind? I think it's misguided because I think they're thinking content and not process. Mm -hmm. Their hurt is usually not so much about the content, right. though it can be. It's usually about the approach, right? So, yeah, like don't laugh and and then make a very snark comment, you know, <laughs> or a brutal comment or give critical feedback. I don't think that's appropriate. But if you sit your partner down, put them off to the side and kind of say like, hey, um, I have some thoughts about X, Y and Z. Do you mind if I share it with you? you? Are you in a place to receive it? Because I know it may be hard when I'm going to share it with you, but we want to be honest. And I want I want this to be a private conversation. You see, mm -hmm. that resonates a little bit differently. You know, right. you are technically mindful of your partner's uh, uh, feelings, though. But I got to say, Brother Reek, I, I think some people are abusing that rule mm -hmm. of, of what you asked me. Of, right. Well, I just didn't want to um, hurt their feelings. And I think to your earlier point, I think that in our society today is what's creating a, a poor level of accountability exactly. and people are feeling more comfortable lying because they're like, well, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Right. No, you just don't want to be held accountable for you, for your behavior. You, why'd you do it in the first place? If you're going to worry about your partner's feelings about it later on, why do it in the first place? You know? Yeah. And so that gets to the point of what are you doing? Why are you making excuses for your own actions? You know, that's not being honest. You're, if you have to sit back and make excuses for your own actions, yeah, you're getting away from the whole point of being honest and having an honest and open relationship. Yeah, I, I, I think. I don't know. Let me let me let me pass it back to you. Like, that's actually a really good question. Mm -hmm. what, what, what do you think? I think that when you're looking when you're looking at your behavior, you have to hold yourself accountable. You do. If you're sitting up there making these excuses for why you're doing things, I'm thinking about couples who often um, talk about, you know, why they don't express what's happening at work. You sure. know, I don't talk about what happens at work because there's nothing that anybody can do about it. And so I just keep it in. OK, so that's not completely lying. It's kind of just withholding. But you're making excuses for why you're not sharing. You so. Mm -hmm. So good, good point. I just want to stop you. So let me ask you. Great, great point. So is there a difference between withholding and lying? Because this is Ooh. I don't I don't I don't I don't want to. I'm just I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. I know I someone. Know. I know I know someone in the audience <laughs> is thinking that. When you just said that, brother. Is there a difference between withholding and lying? That's a, that's a hard one to answer. That's a hard one to answer because it. I think it's intentionality. You know, it really comes down to intentionality. Are you withholding because? You're trying to keep from lying and you, you don't want to share because you don't want to lie. Are you withholding because the what you're what you're thinking about, you know, keeping from your partner just isn't that important in your mind to bring up. 
So it's the intentionality behind it. Is it, you know, is it just, it's just not very important versus you just don't want them to know. And so that's why uh, I think the line comes in. You know, it's just, it's not, I it's not you. really important for me to you. talk about what happens at work because you know what, there's nothing you can do about, do about it, you know. But as couples therapists, the one thing we try and get to with a lot of people is when you're expressing what's going on with work, it's not about what's actually happening. It's about the impact that's having on you. So what you're sharing are your feelings about what's happening happening at work. Not with the expectation that your mate is supposed to do anything about it. Like you're coming home and you're talking about what's going on at work, expecting your mate to figure out, okay, how can things be changed? That may be part of it. But the initial conversation is really just about figuring, helping your mate understand how you were affected by what happened at work today. You know? That's a good point. That's you know? a good point. So you're not I, keeping I it from them because you, you want them not to know something. You know, I, I don't want you to know that I got written up at work today and I might get fired the next time I do whatever I did. That's withholding and going more towards the area of lying. Me saying my boss is a jerk <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm tired of it. That's not really, you know, if, you, if you're not sharing that, that's not really lying. That's just like, you know, there's nothing I, I think can happen with this. So why am I going to bother sharing? It's just not significant enough. But what you can do is talk about my boss is a, is a total jerk. And so I'm feeling stress, extra stress at work. I'm feeling neglected. I'm feeling um, unappreciated. You know, so now you're making identify with the feelings that can validate the feelings that you're experiencing at work, even if there's nothing they can do about it or any solution they can offer you to do something differently about it. And so that's the difference between the lying and the just, you know, withholding. It's a great point. No, I I think that's really, really well said, because I think uh, and I'm sure you've seen it in in your sessions. I think they I think they sometimes get conflated, um, even even being the partner on the other end where they where they will feel like withholding is lying. But I think you 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 did a great job, brother, kind of deconstructing the nuances mm-hmm. of how, but also why they're different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I, I and also like the the systemic part about that, right? That the withholding, if withholding can intentionally and unintentionally cause harm to the relationship, right. both now and down the line, it is harmful. Yeah. It is a lie. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, and I, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that was actually one of the other underlying notions to what you just said that I wanted to kind of highlight as well, that mm-hmm. there could, there's systemic hurt, but there's also like these intentional and unintentional consequences. Right that could like the finance is a good one like if you about to get fired and you on your last strike i honestly believe you need to tell your partner no matter how shameful you feel you have to let your partner know even if you're sitting there trying to figure out what you're going to do next correct you still have to bring them in you still have to bring them in it's a responsibility that goes back responsibility exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) so are you guys seeing how it all comes back around it's all com- we're talking about honesty and responsibility here. You being honest, you being upfront, you being transparent is you also taking accountability and showing your responsibility to your mate. It's all connected. It is. See it how is. we did that right there? Boy, man. You, you good, boy. You know what I mean? Look, look, you're the thing, the thing about Kings of the Heart, look, we, we do what we can do. We do what we can you, do. You know, we do what we can do, mm-hmm. man. But let's, you know. talk, but let's talk about that a bit. You know, the, the need to be transparent and what that looks like. Again, if we're talking about honesty, we're talking about transparency here. So, so what are the steps of being tra- more transparent in a relationship? Um, 
well, I, I think I definitely think, you know, there's 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 steps there. I, I always like to tell people um, kind of like what we did a few minutes ago. If it's OK with you, Brother Rick, I also want to take one step back okay. about the word transparency. OK. And I, I like to say that when I think of transparency, I think of a healthy a healthy aspect of communication. Mm-hmm. What I don't want our listeners to misconstrue, and I think uh, I speak for the both of us, is transparency does not mean being like brutally and harsh, honest to the point where you're causing harm. And you're like, but I'm just being transparent. No, you're being a jerk, (laughs) to be honest with you, because, you know, seriously, right? I mean, you laugh, but I I see this. I see this a lot, man. I, I have it's usually one partner who's like, well, I just believe in transparency and honesty. And it's like, no, you're actually kicking your partner and you're thinking that you're being so open about how you feel. There Aren't there rules about, we even teach kids, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, that you don't always have to say every single thing that's on your mind. Or the way that you say it. It's Correct. the way that you say it. And I think that's step one in transparency. Keeping Correct. in mind that the person you're communicating with is someone that you care about. And so, yeah, yes. you need to be honest. And, yes, you want to share, but you have to take care in how you're expressing that to your mate. Because yes. you can't just say anything that comes to your mind no. the way that you want to say it. How is it going to be received? We're yep. going to get into communication in, in a future episode. But yep. one of the things, a key component of communication is making sure your message is being received. If you are say, stating things in a way that is not going to be received well by your mate, then you're not really communicating your message. Your message is going to be missed. They're going to get defensive. They're not going to want to hear you. They're going to cut you off. Whatever you have to say is going to get missed. And so when you're talking about being transparent, the first thing you need to keep in mind is how am I going to communicate this message in a way that my mate is going to be be able to receive it well? Correct. Because remember, with that point, the intent. You see, people people always people always miss this part to, to, to step one. The point is to make sure that the message is received. Correct. So we we as uh, senders of the message, we should always strive, especially in our interpersonal relationships, to allow, to promote um, for that m- message to get there and for it to be received well so we can have a conversation, right. right? It's always interesting how people want to express everything that's on their mind and be transparent, but this is how I honestly feel. But then when they don't deliver it well, they sit there in our offices and they're confused. Mm-hmm. And they're but they're focusing on the content. They're thinking right. the content in and of itself is enough. And what we are doing is saying transparency is not about the actual message, folks. Right. Right. And the other part that you just said, I don't know if you picked up on this, the other part you just said is that they want to be honest about what they feel. Oftentimes yeah. you're not even communicating what you feel. You're communicating what you think and how you see think. things and you Thoughts. expect your mates to be able to validate that you want them to agree with your thoughts with your opinions but no no one's going to validate that that's not meant to be validated if you want people to understand how you feel you have to actually actually express feelings it's a great point and so we have to get away from just saying well that's how i feel no that's not how you feel that's what you think i didn't hear not one feeling being stated in that statement okay everything in there was an opinion was some kind of um, value placed on something on a judgment but there was no feelings expressed I think that's a great point. I think because folks, our thoughts have no 
have no context without our feelings. So if you always want to express thinking, you need to express emotions like Brother Rick is saying. And we actually even tell people to usually start out identifying your emotions. So as the conversation right. goes on, your partner is grounded in what your current emotional experience is. So that way, when you're sharing your thoughts, they it's easily connected. It's like, OK, they are sad. So now that they're telling me about their thoughts, those sad thoughts connect with the idea that they told me earlier that they were sad. Right. You see what I mean? Like yeah. that's transparent, actually. Right. It, it, it's very transparent. Right. If you Extremely. ask me. So your point is well taken, brother. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. Yeah. Think about this. I want to flip it around for a quick second. So we're talking about people not making excuses for themselves when you're being honest. Part of that is not making excuses for yourselves. But what about when we make excuses for our mates and what yeah, our mates, they, their behavior and what they're saying? And so we're sitting back looking at them saying, well, OK, that makes sense. I'm not going to hold them accountable because what they're, what they're saying makes sense, you know, but they're making excuses for the behavior. You know, what is that actually about, Dr. John? It's funny you bring that up because it's actually a pet peeve of mine in session. I actually call partners out who do that. Really? I'm being honest with How you. How so? Yeah, break it down. I do. Break it down. How you do that? Well, well I, OK, so because it's incongruent. That, mm -hmm. That's always my stance. It's a very incongruent. So you brought your partner here to marital therapy and, and you say that communication is poor on both ends. Mm -hmm. So then when I start to push your partner about holding them accountable about their communication, for you to sit in my office, whether virtually in person, and say something along the lines of, well, you know, I don't want to make it seem as though they, they, they do it all the time, or I don't want to make it seem as though, like, you know, they don't care about me or love me. And I'm like, pause. <laughs> Wait a minute. So why are you in my office? Right. Because there's no reason if your partner is not doing it all the time, if they are not calling, causing that much hurt and the fact that you're coming to their aid, then I don't know how I can help you. Right. Because usually in order for this to work, I have to hold you accountable and your partner. Right. If you uh, if you do not allow me as a therapist to hold your partner accountable, you are undermining your own goal yes, for healthy communication, exactly. undermining it. You are completely undermining it. You have to be held accountable. They have to be held accountable. And you taking all that extra weight, trying to keep things off of them, trying not to make them seem as bad. I hear that all the time in, in session two. Well, I don't want to make you seem like this. Yeah. What, then what are they? You don't want to make them seem like this. Then what are they really? Because that's the picture we need to see in order for us to do anything Correct. To, to change your interactions. Say it so louder for have, the people so in the you, back. Again, so you have to be honest. You have to be honest. Making excuses for yourself doesn't work. Making excuses for your mate doesn't work. You have to be transparent about everything that's happening. If and the other, go ahead. And, uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off, and, but I also think that goes to your notion about responsibility. Folks, when you undermine holding your partner accountable, then don't don't complain about them be not being responsible down the line. Because mm -hmm. again, you're playing yourself. Right. You play every time you make an excuse for your partner and they engage in the same behavior, you need to be mindful of what message you are sending subconsciously. See, the mind is very powerful. It records <laughs> powerful things. Tool. Mm -hmm. it, it records things. So every time you come to the rescue of your partner, when they need to be held accountable, oh, look, even us adults, we have, we, we're kids inside. Mm -hmm. and, and, and and kids do it as well. When, when parents keep making excuses for their kids' behavior, look, don't be confused down the line. Right. Don't be confused. Don't be confused at all. You know, we have to get into our segment, Holding Court. That's when we take questions from our listeners so that we can get a little bit deeper into particular areas of concern that they're having. So Holding Court is what we do as kings of the heart. 
and we want to make sure that you understand exactly what this specific problem is here. And so the question we got today is, hello, Kings of the Heart. One of the things I find problematic with my mate is that they will not admit when they're wrong. Even when I find information to counteract what they're saying, they still will never admit when they're wrong. What am I supposed to do? So what do we do, Dr. John, when you have mates who have a hard time ever admitting when they're wrong, even when they're found out? I mean, I think there's a couple of issues there. I think one, I mean, that's 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 a very reactive communication style. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got to lower the tempers there. Um, that's why it's always important to go to therapy, guys. Couples yeah, come therapy. On, come on in. Um, you know, yeah, honestly, because if you're stuck in that pattern, you definitely need a third person to kind of come in and 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 temper, uh, you know, temper the emotions. But I also think that, like, it's to our earlier point. I think it's very bidirectional. Mm-hmm. I, I would tell the listener, it's not a blame game. We should always be mindful of how are we potentially delivering the message, mm-hmm. um, because when people are like going tit for tat or trying to debate that's a defensive posture. Mm-hmm. And and I always think about, well, how is the conversation starting or right. how are they framing it? And so my overall thing is to like, yeah, go to therapy mm-hmm. and, and allow us to like really help. But in the meantime, um, both parties have to understand that they need to be in a non-reactive, non-defensive posture. Right. That, that's one of the best ways. And so those are things, you know, that include like, we got to listen better. We need to organize our thoughts better. We actually should lead with vulnerable emotions, the primary ones instead of the secondary ones. Mm-hmm. So those are just a few things that come to mind, Brother Reed. But what do you think it is that underlines people's inability to admit when they're wrong? You know, what do you think is going on with them or what have you found that's going on with them that makes it hard for them to actually even be that um, honest with themselves, much less their partner, to admit, okay, yeah, I might have messed up here. To be able to even apologize for things that they've done. Ego. Ego? Ego. Okay. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think ego comes to mind for me. Think about it. There, there, look, there are some people who have a very uh, inflated ego, and, mm-hmm. you, and you've met these individuals as mm-hmm. well. It doesn't matter what you tell them. They honestly feel like they are the brightest bulb in, in the bunch. Um, there's also people who are poor self-esteem and that's right? what i was gonna go i was gonna go in the you know, opposite direction like, of the like, ego like, right like yeah there 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 are people with poor self-esteem right. and so in order to preserve the remaining parts of the ego yes. because of like they, they may have been in like uh, emotionally uh, or and or relationally traumatizing situations that's crushed their self-esteem mm-hmm. so to preserve what's left yes. they have to set up these walls and so um I, i've seen it work both both ways yeah. um what, what are your thoughts i mean with the second part you just said that's exactly the direction i want to go in i found that a lot of the people who have the hardest time saying i'm sorry or admitting when they're wrong are the people who have the lowest amount of self-esteem what you'll find is that in their history at some point people never either li- either they weren't listened to or people didn't believe yeah. them And so in order to, again, preserve any sense of esteem for themselves, they have to always maintain the sense of righteousness and always being right and always being correct because they don't want anybody to um, to damage or reinforce those those thoughts of of not being worthy or not having words that are worthy. Correct. You know, so they get away from, you know, being able to um, have that that sense of being no wrong. You know, they can't be wrong. Because they're wrong, then it reinforces that they're not worthy of being listened to. Yeah. And those no, are some hard correct. feelings to get past. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I was just about to say. Um, and, and I'm, uh, you know, we definitely on sync as we always are. And one of the reasons why it's so hard for them to kind of get past that is because it's surrounding the egos. So mm-hmm. it, it's about yourself. 
Yeah. And so it does come off as selfish. Yeah. It does come off come off as you're not trying to be a team player when people are trying to call you out mm-hmm. or people are trying to hold you accountable. People who who suffer from poor self-esteem, it's it's you're right. They struggle emotionally and cognitively mm-hmm. to get past to get past their own barriers. Okay. So by the time they get to like the relational part, so much damage has been done. And 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 sadly, they don't always know that. Mm-hmm. If, if we're going to be fair here, right. some of them don't always know that until they get into a therapy room right. and, and, and start getting, you know, that neutral, assertive kind of feedback about like, yeah, that that that's that doesn't really align with 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 what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why we love therapy. And it's not just saying that because we're just two marriage and family therapists, but um, therapy is just a great place for people um, to really work through any ego things, mm-hmm. any any self-esteem things, because to what we're suggesting here, brother, they play a role in being honest yeah. and holding yourself accountable and responsible. Right. You know, the other part of that, too, is a sense of embarrassment. You know, people don't want to feel embarrassed by things. Great point. Because there's something that that comes from that that I've found to be, and you'll hear me say this over and over again, to be a major issue with people in general, which is people don't like to feel guilty and people don't like to have regrets. Yeah. And so if they were to admit to an embarrassing situation or something that happened where they have to admit that they're wrong, well, for some people, that's equating with, you know, okay, so now I'm going to um, admit my guilt. And something that I did. And if I feel guilty, that never goes away. People are definitely afraid of feeling guilty. And they're definitely afraid of feeling regretful. And so, if they again, if they feel like they're, they wronged somebody, they may regret their behavior and they don't want to feel regretful. And so, yeah. by I see people all the time. They will do anything they can to avoid um, regret and guilt, which includes being able to say, I'm sorry. Being able to admit when they're wrong. Because it will all come back to that long sustaining feeling of being guilty or regretful yeah i agree i mean my wife and i have this saying and i and i got it from uh the movie v from vendetta where it's like some people are just defiant until the end and and that to me really sums it up because i think for our listeners we we just want to be like open and honest here and transparent that there are there are certain folks without therapy who will not be able to get past that and it's sad because at the end of the day that it always prevents connection that's why we're here it's it's about healthy relationships right it's about it's about uh uh promising relationships and when people i mean think about the level of security one would feel with another person if you are reassured that outside of me holding you accountable brother reek that you hold yourself accountable right that's very reassuring right right because now i can trust you Correct. When you walk out that door, I can trust you. I Correct. can trust that one of the reasons why you're not going to get yourself in, in trouble or jeopardize our relationship is because I know that you can hold yourself accountable. Yep. That you can be honest with yourself about the behavior that may lead to more conflict between us. Yeah. And and, and let me ask you this, because uh, um, this also comes up as well. Uh, Brother Reek, what do you have to say about the folks who are like, well... You know, I, I didn't tell the truth or I lied or I withheld um, because, like, I, 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 I didn't want there to be any problems. And then they end up finding out later on that the problems that came from the lies were actually far worse. Right. Right. But, but my thing about that is you don't see the full picture. All Correct. you're seeing is what's in front of you and you don't recognize the consequences. Because believe me, there are consequences for these lies. There are always going to be some kind of consequences. So if you're not being honest and transparent in a way, again, that people can receive it well, 
then there are going to be consequences, intended or otherwise, that you may feel even worse about. That right. may be even more troubling and, and can cause more damage than the initial um, statement or whatever might have actually happened. The <laughs> lot, I mean, if you think about it, even with politics, people say this all the time, even with politics, it's the cover-up. It's that's not, what it's I not say, the B. issue itself. It's the line, the cover-up that takes you out. The sad thing about, like, and I'm glad you brought to the sad thing about the criminal justice system is it, it's crazy. The, the the people get punished far worse for the cover up than the actual crime. Right. If you get up on that, on that, uh, uh, to take the oath, right? They ask you to take the oath. <laughs> right. If you go in there and start perjuring and playing games, look, man, those carry serious charges. And that happens relationally. Right. That's why we're asking people to be honest. Um, um, whatever you can do because the transparency is important and and plus do we do we want to spare our partners from her we do we do i know i know brother reek yeah man like you know brother Reek. you know both of us are in you know committed relationships we love our partners as much as possible and and so when we're talking and we're trying to be transparent about what's going on for us we want to make sure that we're doing it in a very safe way in a very accepting way Mm -hmm. um because transparency allows our partners to feel close and and we and, and that's what we're preaching here guys and so it's not just this like old cliche thing about don't lie. I think what brother Rick and I are stressing here is that think of the relationship implications. Here. Right. But the other part of that too, John is not just the fact that we're thinking about, you know, what we're saying and how we're saying it to our mates. We're also thinking about our behaviors in the first place. That's not yeah. that's keeping us to even have to lie. That's a great point. You know, yeah, that's a great point. You know, accountability, I'm, I'm, responsibility. Account- right. You know, it's discipline too. I'm not going to yeah. put myself in a situation where I'm going to have to explain it later on. Man, now, one thing that? on my old radio show back in the day, <laughs> one of the things that we used to say all the time is, you know, if you don't want it put on the, the front page of the Washington Post, then don't do it. Yeah, man. That's you know, no, that's just real. don't do it. So if you <laughs> find mean, yourself all the all, if you always find yourself in a situation where you feel like you have to lie and cover up for the things that you're doing, you might want to stop doing it. You may want to get away. Right. Run. You might want to just question why you're doing it. You know, Bro. this is another aspect of honesty and responsibility I want to ask you about. Keeping your word. Because people don't really think about how when you're saying that you're going to do something and you don't follow up, that really is lying. You're actually setting yourself up for a lie. You know, so as someone who is trying to build a healthy relationship with somebody, why is it so important to keep your word to that person? As it's, it's, I know we're going to sound like a broken record, but it's, it's about, you know, trust and security. I mm-hmm. mean, how can people think about it, folks? By keeping your word, it's almost like you're, you're making a deposit. You're, in, you're investing. Right. And every time you keep your word, that stock goes up. That right. relationship stock goes It does, man, right. exponentially, man. You're building so much capital with your partner. That capital manifests in trust and mm-hmm. love and happiness sure and, and, and and all the other things we, we all need, like physical affection. And I mean, look, man, I mean, like it's, it's real. So the person who's thinking about starting a new relationship, keep your word, right? Um, I think there's even something about uh, um, it's, it's better to underpromise than overpromise because, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's something about about over uh, uh, what is it uh, um, exceeding expectations is great that's right. better exactly they're right. falling set, below right. expectations set, set up very low expectations <laughs> and exceed them work to exceed them right yeah right you know uh, um, and we're, I, I know it sounds like we're being facetious but we're also actually being honest here too like 
you know, like don't don't tell your partner every day I'm gonna text you at 8 a.m. <laughs> right. and with with emojis, <laughs> knowing right. darn right. well you you don't even wake up until nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like, like let's be mindful here. Right. But the other part of that too is when you're keeping your word, remember you have to show up and yeah. you have to be consistent. I think a lot of people, and this is one of the things I think get people in trouble, is that they may have started off one way, whether it's keeping the word or maintaining a certain kind of behavior or activity, and then they fall off because for them, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. But in order to have a healthy relationship, you have to remain consistent in your behavior. You have to remain consistent in the things that you say that you're going to do. And you have to actually show up. So part of keeping your word is showing up for your partner. If you yeah. say that you're going to do something, then do it. It's effort. If you tell your partner, okay, I'm going to take out the trash. Well, the trash should be taken out. Not just when you want to do it, but you have to make that effort to go take the trash out. You're keeping your word. Something just that simple is keeping your word. When they get home and they see the trash isn't taken out, they feel lied to because you did. You said you're going to do something and you didn't do it. They're feeling lied to. That's why they're up in your face about it. You didn't keep your word. Yeah. Keeping your word is essential to having a healthy relationship because it does. It, it maintains that sense of trust with your partner. Yeah. That well, sense of consistency with your partner. And, and, and Brother Reek, what do you say about the folks who are like, well, what about when situations change? Situations like what? what what's well, changing that keeps you from keeping your word? Right. That's the part. <laughs> like no, I'm glad, I'm, I'm, well, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I intentionally ask you that because I think people tend to focus on the taking the trash out and not the process of keeping your word. Right. So that wasn't a trick question. You actually answered it the way that like, I kind of feel you was going to answer. That I needed the people you to hear you answer. Up, brother. You're yeah, trying to set me up. Nah, brother. I knew you was going to hit it with a home run. That's what you did. No, folks. I mean. Don't don't hyper focus on like the actual task, but think more about what Brother Rick is saying, which is true. It's about keeping your word. If you're going to volunteer to take the trash out, take the trash out. Or it's your responsibility, not even volunteering. It's your responsibility. Correct. We have we have our response. We have our roles around the house, you know. And so if you said that you're going to take on this role, then you have to meet it. You have to go ahead and do it. It's the effort behind it and not waiting to be told it. If you again, yeah. I can't tell you how That's many draining. couples I have or or guys, let's just talk about the fellas for a second, who come to me and say, you know, she's she's always in my case, you know, she's always nagging me. Well, she's nagging you because you're not keeping your word. You're not doing the things that you said that you would do. You're not holding up your end of the responsibility. You're not sure. making an effort. And women do it too. You know, yeah. both sides. And well, even, you know, even looking at oh my gosh, I'm thinking about some of my um um LGBT relationships you know with the women you see the same kind of behaviors yeah you know yeah. it's like you know where some of the women adopt more male characteristics not just in the way that they they look and they they're, they're dressing but in their behaviors and so yeah. here you are falling off with your roles around the household thinking that okay you can just sit back and chill no <laughs> you gotta you have to actually keep your word and do the things that you to keep up with the tasks that you took responsibility for otherwise you're basically just lying. You're not being honest about what you're going to be doing. I agree. And 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 that also, as you were thinking, 
as you were talking and stressing about the honesty, I'm also thinking about the responsibility thing. Folks, being in a relationship, it's a lot of responsibility. Oh, my God. Okay? Like, I I just want to say it one more time. Being in a relationship is a lot of responsibility. Right. If you are a person who struggles with responsibility or you hate responsibility, you may want to continue the single life for a little bit longer. (laughs) I don't know. No, I have to be honest here. I don't know what else to tell you. And I'm not just, when I say responsibility, folks, it's not just the taking out the trash and, and no, it's not, it's not just that, guys. It's like, it's the emotional work there's emotional responsibility there there, there's spiritual responsibility there's a lot here guys and so we need everyone to know that like when you're in the beginning uh parts of your relationship man are these conversations so important like Mm -hmm. what are your expectations what it what about the responsibility you look for in your partner open up i'd rather hear stuff in the beginning rather than to be hearing stuff down the line right i I understand things can change but i i know when i met my wife like she was very open and honest and very transparent about like what she expects of, of, of having a partner. And we were, I was able to hear it in the beginning. I was able to ask questions. I was able to um, um, test it out and right. kind of see like how I feel. I mean, but I need folks to also understand that like, though we stress, stress honesty, like responsibility, it's all day, every day. Yeah. So please do not get upset to your partner who's asking you to be responsible when you've signed up to be in a relationship. <laughs> right. Am I wrong? Though? Right. No, you're dead on. You're dead on. Responsibility is all about how you show up. Is it, No, not even just how you show up. It's about you showing up. Correct. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about. Not how you do it, but that you are actually doing, that there's action behind what you're doing for your relationship. So whether that is domestic labor, whether it is emotional work, and talking and hearing Correct. and sharing feelings, Thank you. those are part of your responsibility. Taking care of the kids, you know, sharing oh. responsibility in that. You know, or whatever it is that you guys lay out to be your roles in the relationship, it is your responsibility to follow through on that. That's what it is about. That's what responsibility is all about. You actually showing up and doing what you said that you would do. These are your responsibilities. How are you caring for your mate? That's your responsibility, too. Your mate's state of mind. Yeah, they there may be a lot that they're taking on that's their own private responsibility. Correct. Correct. But you helping to maintain a sense of peace, a sense of joy. In your partner's life, that is also your responsibility. If that's, if that's not something that you're engaging in, then yeah, yeah, guess what? You're not being held responsible. I mean, you're not, you're not being responsible. You're not. Yeah. And ultimately, when you end up on our couch for doing those things, that's you being held accountable for yeah. not being responsible. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that was well said. Uh, that's definitely in alignment. And and I'm glad we brought that other part up because um we don't want that part to get um, missed as well because man this is work brother Rico oh, always says, he, he, he always says it um anytime you hear us talk you hear the man talk he always talks about that effort uh responsibility equals effort if you have the effort you'll be a very responsible person in your relationship so i appreciate brother Rico for always stressing that to the people man look it we have to before we wrap up the show we always do our noble truths where we kind of give you some nuggets some gems some some bullet points to whatever topic we're talking about. And since we're talking about honesty and responsibility today, Dr. John, what are some some bullet points that we want our listeners to take home today? It is critical and essential to be honest with yourself and your partner. Um, It is important to have a shared understanding around what responsibility is. So that way you both work as a team. Responsibility in a relationship looks like teamwork. And and, and also lastly, these two go, they go hand in hand. 
the more honest we can be with ourselves and our partners, the more responsible we can be to the relationship. And that will promote a very, very healthy and promising relationship, guys. Yep. Yep. And I want to add too that, you know, it's okay to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. It's all right to recognize that you have some faults in what happened. It's not going to end the world. It's not going to end your ego. It's not going to destroy your self-image. Only if you allow it to. Because, again, this is less about the other person than it is about you. I okay? agree. So yep. it's okay to be yep. able to say, you know what? I was wrong. Do you know how many arguments you will save by just admitting, you know what? You got that. You're right. I, You're messed, right. Up. I messed up there. You know, you got that. Do you, know, do you know how much how much stress you will take out of a relationship if you could just take yourself out of it? But you know the one thing, and, and we didn't mention this part, one of the reasons why people have such a hard time admitting that they're wrong is because they don't want to feel like their mate has something over them. They don't want to feel like, you know, because it's all a competition. They don't well, want to feel like, you know, they're, they're, they're waiting, they're, if I say that I'm wrong, then my mate is going to win. It's not about right. that. It's not a competition. Right. You admitting I, that you're wrong is just you taking responsibility and holding yourself accountable for something that you did that did not work out well for your relationship. That's well said. And if you feel, folks, that you're in a relationship where that's happening all the time, you got to go see your therapist because that's only going to get worse over time. Tit mm -hmm. for tat, competition only leads to dissolution, you know, in terms of a, a, of a relationship. So great point, Brother Reek. That yeah, is man. true. Yeah. Don't compete. Don't compete. Don't compete. And, and also remember, too, that we all have responsibilities, okay? This is not a game that you play by yourself. Being in a relationship, you are sharing <laughs> right. in things with somebody, okay? So you have to remember, look it. I have to be held responsible. You have to be held responsible. We are responsible to each other. In order for this to work, in order for this to be healthy, yep. we all have to recognize what our roles are and make sure that we're showing up to do what we said that we're going to do. Man, Brother Reek, you ain't wrong when you're right. <laughs> I'm glad you recognize, brother. I'm glad you recognize. I'm glad you recognize. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. <laughs> All right, you guys, we have to wrap up this segment of Kings of the Heart. Dr. John, why don't you let the people know where they can find out more about you, brother? Man, um, feel free to uh, look us up uh, at Kings of the Heart. Um, all you got to do is type it in. We also we got a website, right? Brother Reek, what's our website? Kingsoftheheart.com dot com you kings hear that? of the heart there we com. go s right. plural right <laughs> that's right because we are kings we're both of us are kings here Man, right. we are we are and so um you can always find me uh at the rcc just type in relationship counseling center of maryland my name will pop up check check me out um brother we, where, where can we find you you can also check me out other than just kings of the heart.com you can go also go to insight marriage insight 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 mft.com that's inside marriage and family therapist you can check me out there you can also um, check me out on instagram as well as facebook at tariq omari very easy to find and um you can also catch these shows on all of your streaming platforms so all if you want to go books. back and listen to all if you're a new listener you want to go back and listen to old episodes you can find them on kings as well as all the different streaming platforms because guess what we are worldwide yo 100 percent man Man, brother, it's always good seeing you, brother. It's good to see you too, man. Always a good show, good time with you. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show as well. Check us out again. New episode coming up very soon. So you guys have a fantastic week, life, day. There we go. All right, Take care, everybody. Peace.